Blog Talk Radio. Play Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. So, 
He had a big game, game four. Uh, after Giannis dunked on him, he went off. I don't think he missed a shot. Um, shooting threes, just turning back the clock there. Um, so, listen, Boston up big right now. But the Bucks have to dig deep, get back into the game, hit some threes. Uh, they're not going to go away. This is a battle-tested team. Um, you know, they, they know how to win. Uh, so, listen, it's going to be a good series. I think Boston will take this series. I do like Boston. I just, you know what it is? I think Brown and Tatum have figured it out off each other on offense, but I think it's the defense. I think their willingness now to really defend, get after it with their length. Uh, They defend the three-point line very well. They they rebound. Marcus Smart is a dog on defense. Um, I think Williams really anchors that that defense really well. I think when he he went down, if he had stayed hurt, I don't think this Boston team goes very far, but with him there – He's a rim protector, but he's also athletic that can switch on the perimeter. I like Boston in this series, but don't count out uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they're a good basketball team. They won a championship uh, for a reason, so don't count them out. Listen, um, and I'm sure we'll talk talk more about it. Um, you know, I'm not a hockey guy until the Rangers are in the playoffs. Uh my my adopted basketball, I mean, a hockey team playing in the garden, um, the, the blue shirts right now up th- uh, 4-3 in the in game five um, out of best of seven. They are down 3-1 on the verge, on the brink, as they call it, uh, to the Penguins. So, you know, listen, the goal, their goalie, who is one of the best goalies in the league, had a tough game. Um, and he's had a tough series too. They have the defense hasn't really helped him out much, uh, leaving them exposed quite a bit. But listen, um, they're they're at home. They got a really good goaltender. They can they can get hot and get three straight. But you got to start now. They're in the third period, uh, but a little under 16, 16 minutes left in the third period. So we'll see how they they're, they'll do in, their, in the first round. Um, so. I got to get that out of there. CTP doesn't think I like to talk uh, a lot of hockey. And, you know, it, it is true. I, listen, I, it's hard to talk hockey. It's not one of my favorite sports. I do like watching it. I do enjoy watching it when the Rangers are good um, and when they're in the playoffs. There's a different atmosphere to it. Um, you know, during the season, meh. Meh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, uh, you know, that it is what it is. Um, so, I'll, I'll switch gears real quick. The games last night uh, in the NBA playoffs, um, some some good games and some some not so good games. Um, listen, the, the the Mavericks were up in that game, and then uh, they went off, right? They 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 went they went off on the the Suns did really pulled away in the second half, um, the third quarter. 33 points to, in really, but really what they hung their hat on was the defense. Gave up all these points in that um, that third quarter to really put that game away. CP3, you knew he wasn't going to have back to back bad games, right? I think he was playing in Dallas. He had two games where you're just scratching your head. You're, you're like, oh, he's the point guard, but he just didn't look good. Listen, the numbers don't jump out on you, at you seven points, 10 assists, but he took care of the basketball, right? And then let, and then let Booker uh, and company and uh, Aiton really came to play twenty points nine rebounds Booker twenty eight points 
uh, seven boards. Um, they came with their A game. Bridges had a good game. Uh, Cam Johnson finally starting to find his way. Um, he struggled down the stretch. He's, he played a really good game, 14 points off the bench, and, you know, they did it in waves. So um, Luca and company on the brink uh, after a 30-point loss uh, to the Suns. They head back to Dallas, uh, where Dallas has played well, uh, especially in these playoffs. So we'll see how that works out. But, um, you know, kind of a humbling experience, I would say, right? A humbling experience for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, they thought they could they could probably steal this series, uh, tying it up 2-2. But the Phoenix Suns showed that they're a good team, they're a well-coached team. Um, they play well at home. I think they got to get a road win. They have to they have to put this away because you don't want to go to a game seven, even though it's at home. You don't want to take that risk with a, a, a Luka Doncic, a hot Jalen Brunson and company. You got to put them away and put them away uh, right now. So I, I expect them to do that. Um, the game that really <sighs> it's that after two games, you know. The first two games, Miami really had their way with the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers. And then uh, two games at home, Embiid's back. Um, they really played inspired basketball, especially in game four. James Harden turned back the hands of time, it, it looked like. And it looked like this Sixer team could really give Miami all it can handle. But the two things that kind of stood out to me um, in, in the game, in game five, in Miami, where the Heat uh, obliterated the Sixers, one twenty to eighty five. Um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets is a killer, and they the the Sixers should have never listened to Ben Simmons and got rid of him. Right? Um, he showed why they should have hung on to him. He's the guy that they that needs needed to be paired with Embiid. Not to say Harden isn't that guy, but Buckets, Jimmy Buckets is that guy. And, you know, he really proved it. He had a, a killer game. It wasn't a, like the, the numbers are good. They don't jump off the page, right? 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. But, you know, he did, he put his foot on it on their throat and never let up. They made the necessary adjustments. The Spolstra did one of the best coaches in the league. And you know what? MB didn't show up for this game. And it's it's really frustrating, and that that was my second point because this guy I felt was the MVP of the league, um, lost the MVP, the Joker, and you know had a chance to prove. I think he started to prove it in Game Three and Game Four with his presence out there, right? That oh wow, this team could have sunk like a rock if I wasn't there. And then when he comes back, they they were they're rejuvenated, like you know, Carlito reinvigorated, about to be relocated, you know. <laughs> but that, now with, in Game Five, he just didn't look aggressive, looked disinterested, like was limping around a little bit with his back, and then got hit in the face and was really uh, like just didn't look like he was there. The Sixers did not come ready to play in Game Five, which is disheartening. I mean, it's game five. It's the playoffs. There, there's no room for error. There's no excuse not to, to show up. Teams get blown out. You know, if the better team wins, the better team wins. But to get to, – to be at a point where you don't – it looks like you don't even show up to the game, that's pretty bad. And, you know, I, I don't know how – it, it doesn't 
it, it can fall on the coach not getting his team ready, but that's on the players. Like you've got to, you got to get ready. You got to be up. You got to, you got to, you just, it's the playoffs, dude. It's the playoffs. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what adjustments you can make, what you can possibly do. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Doc has exhausted every option. I think, he, listen, and B can play better. Um, Harden can can get back to what he was doing in Game Four. Um, I don't know if there's a guy on the bench that you can come come in with. Probably not. I mean, there's not a lot of three and D guys sitting on that Sixer bench. Um, but they've got to match Boston, uh, not Boston, uh, Miami's intensity. They got to match, you know, their their defensive prowess. They got to get stops. There's, it's just they have to come ready to play, or it's, their season's going to be over. And you know what? I got to be honest. I feel like I feel like this is the end of the road for this team this season. I don't see I don't see how I don't see how how Philly can really match the waves that Miami can come with because it's like the ninety million dollar man and Duncan was sitting on the bench most of this most of this this series and you know, they can unleash him at any moment. And, and I don't think the Sixers have an answer for that. So um, we actually got one of our chefs in. I'll bring him in. Calling out of the 515 is Mr. Harvey. Michael, what's going on, Mike? What's up, man? The grill was late getting started up tonight. I thought maybe. Uh, but I'm here, man. I appreciate you guys. I uh, appreciate you having me. I hear you talking about Listen, the Sixers the, the and little, the, uh, the little the villain had a baseball game today. So I had to, you know, I'm running like super late. But I appreciate I you hanging you. with me and, and coming in. Um, I actually, the, the head honcho is 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 in. I'm I'm gonna bring him in now. Um, so uh, loosening up the the blazer and all that, Mr. T- Mr. Timeless, the timeless wonder. What's going on, bro? Not too much, man. Just enjoying this game uh, six, no game five. Excuse me, going down in Boston right now. Uh, I guess I gotta hit the back channel. They put the uh, the T in the sky. How you doing? Listen, um, I want to definitely talk about this game. We could talk about last night's games too. I started to kind of touch on it, but I mean, what do you see? The the, the Bucks right back in this game, shooting the, the three to get back in this game. They're playing good defense on Giannis, but you know the Bucks are just not gonna go away. What are you seeing in this game so far, TT? The uh, the Celtics are. They could have put him away, but now this is a game, and uh, the way that they play, like when they have the lead, they don't like secure the ball. They take erratic shots at the same time too. So it's this is making this a game. This is like get your popcorn ready type stuff because of what's happening right now. Absolutely, I I feel like they they get they get kind of compl- not complacent, but they start to think, oh, we got it. We can now we can hoist up any kind of shot we want, and not you know, get the right shot and, and, you know, just holding the ball a little bit. And, you know, they, their defense has got to step it up. Mike, I mean, I don't know if you've been watching the the Bucks and Celtics um, at all, but, you know, what are you seeing so far as, as Milwaukee is, is just inching, inching, inching closer to the lead? Yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting Boston to come out and play well tonight and really try to take control of this series. Um, I feel like that uh, right now, this Boston team is a little bit deeper offensively with the absence of Middleton, uh, and Drew Holiday has really been uh, poor 
shooting the basketball uh, in the last couple of games. So uh, can they climb back into this one? They're definitely trying. If they can pull this out, um, this would be this would be heartbreak for Boston, Milwaukee having a chance to go back home and close uh, close the deal. So uh, I feel like as, as good as Boston's looked, even in Milwaukee, I mean, you think about it in Game Three. You just had the the one tap that would have forced overtime. Who knows? They played well in game four in the fourth quarter and were able to take control of that game. But I feel like as well as they played in Milwaukee, this is a definite must-win game for Boston tonight. And so they better not let them yeah, get all the way back. They can't afford to go back to, to, to Milwaukee down on the brink. I agree with you. Um, Boston, I feel, is the, is, is, is the better – overall team, I think the Bucks are just battle tested. They're not gonna go away. They're not gonna go without a fight. They're you know what I mean? And Giannis, you know Giannis can get his shot. He can do what he wants. So it's gonna be interesting. You know, Tate Tatum and, and Brown, they gotta especially Tatum. I, I feel like sometimes he gets he comes up big and then sometimes he disappears. He he has gotta hit the shot. He's gotta come up big and so does Brown. Brown's gotta make it happen. He had a really good third quarter. He's gotta keep it going, so um Timeless, timeless, timeless. Good to hear you. Um I was talking about the Heat and the Sixers, man. Um what an embarrassing performance last night from the Sixers. I mean, what are what are some of your takeaways from that, that game five uh loss in Miami, one twenty to eighty five? Uh, Philly not showing up at all. Um, the one thing about the situation, although Philly is tough when you play in Pennsylvania, the crazy part about it is if the Sixers do get away from, uh, I mean, if they get the win in game six, I don't think they could go back to Miami and get game seven. I, I don't think they could do it. So uh, it's going to be fun. I know Philly's going to make it interesting. They might come out real hype and talk to the crowd, but, I feel like Miami's already got this uh, squared away to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm I'm just not sold on the dynamic of Doc Rivers and James Harden going from a 31-point night to 14. That, that, that's a heavy drop-off for them to be counting on you to do so much for the team. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not – Philly's not helping me at all. Maxie's come to play. Tobias Harris has been a no-show all season, but has been playing decent in the postseason for them, and, and they're waiting for Harden. And, um he hasn't committed, and the crazy part about it is, is him in the beach area, whether it's, you know, him out there in Golden State by the bay or, you know, playing in Miami. He just can't get it done by the beach. So I don't know what it is with James Harden, especially in Miami, uh, you know, revisions of the 2012 season with the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, he was he, he had a really game, good game for not so much in, in game five. I, I, I'm looking at the, the guy that should have been the MVP, right, as, you know, he didn't show up either. Like, he, he – they both were minus 29. Oh, my God. Um, what? <laughs> what happened? I, I didn't – I missed it. Jalen um, Brown just crossed – but he just crossed uh, Portis real bad, missed, and then Horford came out of nowhere with a monster dunk. Oh, wow. That, uh, that guy played. What'd you say, Mike? That guy played out of his mind in Game Four on Monday night. Al Horford is like, yeah, uh, that might have been the best game he's ever played in his life. That was the potential that a lot of people saw in him when he first came out of the draft, and he finally realizes it in a playoff game at 35, dropping 30. I mean, listen, especially if Boston advances, 
This will be talked about for years to come, the Al Horford game. Yeah, I mean, that game, I said, like, that game, that, it might have saved their season. Like, because, like, like, there's no way, like, Philly won't go into Miami and get a win. There's no way that Boston, I would think, would go, get you would would get a get three straight against the Bucks and go into you know Milwaukee and get a win. You know what I mean? Like they needed that to, to tie the series up at two two. Um, Harper just was out of his mind. He's been playing some good basketball the last game and a half. So, but yeah, like I said, Embiid and and, and Harden both seventeen points and fourteen points respectively. Um, just awful, awful games. But he, Embiid wasn't assertive enough. He didn't. He didn't force the action. Like you're the, That's dude, crazy. you should have been the MVP. Say That's MVP. crazy. I don't. Um. I don't. I don't respect Embiid no more. I'm done. I'm done. Listen, he's seven two. Speak on it. Speak on he it. Weighs, he weighs. He weighs two ninety, two eighty, and the the guy they have the end was Bam out of by six nine and probably let's just say two twenty, two thirty, best two forty. And you're not burying him, get him in foul trouble. Is is he's you got to see the the offensive set for the Sixers. Everybody's saying that's a three point line. Everybody, even Embiid, it's bad. It's bad. I, I don't respect Embiid. I, I don't. He could have had a great season this year and everything. He don't know. He don't know what closure means. And he really bullied him in Game Three when he first got back. Like Bam really struggled in Game Three, and then uh, Bam tended to operate in space a little bit more and had a little bit better. Uh, game four, and then obviously we saw what happened last night. But Embiid really reestablished his presence in game three, and I was like, okay, now we might have a series. And then they, they scratch out game four. But it was uh, it was almost like uh, last night, all that, that he, all that assertiveness that he kind of uh, came with in game three was just gone. And then everybody's talking yeah, about, oh, his back, his this, his that. And I'm just – and I understand, right. like, the guy gets banged up all the time. But, I mean, uh, come on, man. You that big, you, know, you ought to be able to uh, – you ought to be able to handle Bam. You did it one game, and now you can't you can't put it together. Exactly. Get your behind in the post and dominate. And and you know what, TP? I, I, I'd love to double-click on that because while I do think he deserve he was a deserving MVP – when you start breaking down his performances against the, the really good teams, it, it doesn't look good. Like, I remember when, when, when Harden came, you know, Harden went back to um, – Yo, Giannis was is bleeding from his Brooklyn face, or, yo. He don't even know it. Giannis is bleeding from his face. He don't even know it. Oh, I didn't even see it. I'm like – Something happened to him. Yo, he bleeding from the eye. Oh, he Lord. don't even know it. Yo, this dude is an animal. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Something happened. Oh yo, he God, is streaking I'm, blood down his face. He don't even he, know. He, they he, they tied it up with everything. Wow. I I didn't I'm, I didn't see. I'm I'm. It's coming up. You know. I mean. I got the internet TV on the delay. Yo, this so. Is um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even see it. But oh, I see. Oh, now I see. It. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They gotta. They, I mean, they gotta get him out of the game, right? That, that's protocol. They gotta stop. They both. Yeah, they both have fixed that. Like he can't just be out there walking around, running around. But he didn't yeah, even know exactly. it. Like he ain't complaining about it. I don't even know how it happened. I don't even know how that happened. I didn't see a swipe he didn't or anything. Like elbowed or nothing. Like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see anything. Um, 
Yeah, but but um, indeed, like when when after the Harden trade, the first game that Harden played against Brooklyn, they got destroyed by Brooklyn head to head with with Joker. Joker owned them this season. So you start bringing down certain games like the Heat bullied them up, you know, in the re- regular season. Like Embiid has good games against mad teams like the Knicks and everything, but when when it got to to the real teams. To the real big dogs, like I mean, the you know Giannis head to head with Giannis, Giannis bullied them and beat them down. Like you got to look at, you know, it's it's those those games matter. They matter to the voters' eyes. And Joker, you know, say what you want. You may not be the quote unquote best player in the in the league. You you might give it to Curry or LeBron or whoever you want to give it to. Like the guy puts in work and, and it, that team would not be a playoff team without him because, you know, Gordon and company, I mean, what are we doing? So, I mean, do you, do you think Embiid was a worthy can, uh, MVP candidate over Joker TP? If you're talking, you're on mute. I'm on mute. Oh, oh, excuse me. I was, I was talking on mute. It, it could, but this is a 2000, uh, point one thousand rebound, five hundred assist season, and nobody's ever done this in NBA history. So I think this is why uh, they gave the leg of the Jokic, but to give it to somebody, uh, their team. I think they said they they had the tenth best record in the league, and this was something that they was barking at Russell Westbrook when he got his MVP. It should be the same situation that Jokic should be getting it, especially when there were other teams and players that have actually had good seasons also. But this is an understandable situation that. Uh, this is a historical season for Jokic. So it is an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, Jokic getting back-to-back, but um, I think they're trying to make it different around the NBA, like get new faces to be uh, involved. But uh, nevertheless, Jokic is the back-to-back champion, and this was the question that they had when Nash did it and a couple times when Curry got his also. So this is this is the way of the league, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, the numbers don't lie. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. You know, I mean, it may, you know, every year Jordan could have got the MVP, right? Or every year LeBron could have got the MVP because he's the best player. But, I mean, you know, you're looking at the best season and who's the most valuable. I mean, you can make that argument for Joker. I would have gone with Embiid, but you can make it a, a really good argument for Joker, right? Um, I mean, Mike, where do you where do you land with the, the the MVP? I mean, you know, NBA just announced the MVP that Joker is officially the MVP today. Where do you land with uh, Joker versus Embiid, or did you have somebody else like Booker or well, all the other names that people were bringing up? No, I mean I think you could have made a decision. I mean, uh, you could have also made a case for Giannis um, again for MVP. Yeah. But I, I just think that the 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 season that Joker had. Um, once again, I, I don't think that I don't think Porter took much of a step forward this year. You still don't have Jamal Murray. You still don't have a lot of pieces, and they were able to be in the playoffs in a tough Western Conference, even when he didn't have a ton of depth around him, uh, like we saw in some other rosters. Uh, they were still able to uh, advance and make the postseason party. Now they didn't uh, advance out of that first round, but they did. Uh, they did make it to that show. Um, but the the numbers, like I said, that he put up have, have really never been seen or, or you know. And so, um, give him his props, give him his flowers. Uh, listen, second MVP award. I I think it's uh, I can understand why you would make an argument for another player, and I can understand why you uh, can say somebody else could got should have gotten it. Uh, Jokic has been there. He's been healthy. He's answered the bell. 
way more times than not. Uh, definitely way more than Embiid. Embiid's actually playing a lot more now than he was a couple of years ago, so he's uh, upgraded himself. He's he's now uh, officially more functional than the ice cream machine at McDonald's. So uh, I look at that, and I, I appreciate that he's been out there more. But I, I just don't think that you may have other preferences, but I don't think that anybody can legitimately say that there's no way Jokic deserves it. Right, right, and and that's that's the key, right? I mean, there's other guys that you might be able to vote for, but nobody's saying that Joker's not deserving. Um, congratulations to him to get two-time MVP. I wish he would make a deeper playoff run, but you know that's not you know mostly on him. I mean, he, Jamal Murray when he gets back, that's going to be a hopefully a devastating combo. But uh, yeah, I mean that you know it's it's just a tough break that that he can't you know get it, get deep into the playoffs. Uh, talking about tough breaks, though, um, you know, it looks like John Morant with the bone bruise uh, in his knee is not going to be able to finish uh, the playoffs. Um, the Grizzlies were up big against um, the, the uh, Warriors, but the Warriors stormed back in the fourth quarter and, t- and stole that game four. Now uh, the, the Grizzlies are on the brink. Grizzlies played well um, without John Morant historically, especially the latter half of the season. It's the playoffs. It's against a really good uh, Warriors team. I don't know if they're going to have enough fight left in them to, to finish this out. TP, what do you think about the Grizzlies? Are they are they um, they? they it's over for them. It's over for the Grizzlies. Yeah, they make it. Yeah, that. It's over. It's over for the Grizzlies. Uh, John Moran is the piece they need to help push the issue against the Warriors, and um, I, I just feel bad that uh, it happened at the wrong time and. They did look good without him. They were twenty something and two without him. Um, but this is the Warriors. They they're built to score. You got to try to outlast their storms and things of that nature. This this is a tough role for the Grizzlies for them to be as fortunate as as they have been through this season to actually end up falling short to misfortune, ejection, so on and so forth. It's been so much stuff happening in that series that uh, makes it tough for the Grizzlies. That I, I don't even think that they got a shot tonight at home. I don't even think they. Could cover. I think the spread is like four. I, I think the uh, the Grizzlies are going to get handled pretty well tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Mike. I know. I agree. I, I, to me, listen, the Grizzlies uh, they played inspired basketball in a lot of ways in Game Four, and then you, I felt like they had to have some things break right in order to win that game. And you had a lot of those things break the way you needed them to, and that the Warriors did not shoot the ball particularly well. They let you hang around. Uh, Memphis led most of that game, but when it really uh, came down to it, you couldn't close the deal. Golden State hit a couple of shots late to win, but the, the Golden State Stars did not play very well in game four. Uh, Memphis played pretty hard. That that's a game that they, if there was this was going to be any kind of a series, um, Memphis has to find a way to get that game. When when Golden State's guys do not play at their best or play at a very high level, uh, you've got to take advantage and win. Memphis was unable to do so. Uh, led the majority of the way, coughed it up down the stretch, and then. I mean, now I think the question is simply: Is it going to be in five or six? Um, as as well as 
Golden State played in that in that last uh you know, in Memphis they, they uh Golden State wins uh wins game four really big and, and he I mean you I mean they they win I I guess it was three they won pretty big, but you look at it and everything was lined up. You know, the Grizzlies mm-hmm. played tough defense, they were physical, they did all the things that they do throughout the regular season to win and just couldn't close the deal and now that's going to close the deal in their season. Like I said, it, it, it's probably over tonight. If not, it'll end in the Bay. Uh, Golden State will not have to go back to Memphis a second time. Yeah, absolutely. What a block by Drew Holiday. Wow. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think it's over. Uh, it's, un, it's unfortunate, like you said, because um, John Moran is such a good story. He's a good kid, um, super athletic. I, I, You know, people want him to tone down on his athleticism. That's his game, man. I don't want to hear that. Um, you know, it, you know, it's just it's a shame that you would want this series to go the distance because I think the Grizzlies could take Golden State's best shot and keep coming, um, but we'll never know now. Um, it, you know, it, you it's you don't want to say oh we'll get them next year because it's not promised to you. It's not you know guaranteed. You know, when you have something good like what's going on in Memphis, you want to keep that going. You want to take it take advantage while it's there. Um, so it's a, it's a shame, but, um, yeah, Golden State looks like they're going to move on. Um, I would think they would face, um, the Suns. I don't see, I don't see how, um, Dallas gets off the mat. Uh, they can make it interesting at home, but I think, uh, Phoenix steals that game and, and moves on. I mean, TP, what do you think about the Mavs and, and Suns series so, uh, so far? Do you think the, the, the Mavericks got it in them to get it back to, to Phoenix? Yeah, this will go seven. Um, I don't think uh, the Suns have what it takes to go into Dallas and steal that that game. Um, everybody's winning their home games, and um, unless mm-hmm. Chris Paul will run into Scott Foster, they're all right. But um, I, I just don't. It's just something about Phoenix that I'm not convinced with what they have. So I, I, I wanted to get one more thing, Barry, if you don't mind, on Memphis, if you don't mind, really yeah, go ahead, before go, we go turn the page. Okay. The one thing that I like about this game's over, and Milwaukee did the same, pulled it out. Uh, but the one thing that uh, I like about Memphis, and, and we talked about that this year, this is a young, scrappy bunch. They play very hard. Uh, they even played well at times without Morant, and you don't see that with a lot of teams, like when the star's out, that the team still finds a way to play at a very high level. I think that the biggest uh, key in this series, though, is postseason experience. Uh, Listen, we know that it's a different level of basketball once you get into the postseason, and a lot of these guys, minus, say, Jordan Poole, on that Golden State roster have been there and and played at that level, and so and I, th- I think that experience is a big factor in this series. But listen, uh, the future is very bright in Memphis. A lot of these guys back. This is a young team that's going to be very hungry, and they might go out in the second round this year, but this is a Memphis team that I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing from for a while to come. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, they're a good story. I think they might need one more piece to go with John. Um, but I like the makeup of this team. I think it's built. It, it's quietly built very well. Um, there's not got. It's not household names, but there's guys that know their roles, they do their job, 
Um, and 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 they're they're a dangerous athletic team. They're a fun team to watch, actually. So um, kudos to them. TP, you watching the Rangers, man? You watching the Rangers and Penguins? We gonna we gonna pull this series out or what? It's over. Yeah, I'm them good at the three three, but um, I don't I don't think they got enough to, what it takes to go into Pittsburgh and get it. The way Pittsburgh annihilated them, you know, um, I I don't think so, man. I I, I think that if they get out of the Garden, I, I feel like it's over in Pennsylvania. Incredible, man. Um, they had a great season. And it's just like the, mm-hmm. the Penguins turned it on late, and uh, they're back to themselves. And I, I just don't think the Rangers have what it takes to knock the Penguins off. If they could go into Pittsburgh and pull that off, this would be one epic game seven. But right now they got to get out of the garden first and then, uh, you know, go across the uh, the GW and set it off across the Franklin and all that other matches to get all the way out to Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> It, are the Rangers, the Rangers are ahead of schedule, TP? I mean, I didn't expect them to be a playoff team this year. Um, they had some nice seasons. Kreider is just a, such a phenomenal uh, player, but I didn't expect them to be as good as what they what they what they've shown this year. Are they ahead of schedule? Uh, I think so. Uh, they finally got the youth there to to actually play better this season. But uh, I mean, if they can't get out of this Pittsburgh situation, they got to hope for this team to have that same fuel to get better as this, this comes along. So I don't know. I, I really don't think so, but I'm, I'm hoping that they do put it together uh, at least in the next season to uh, get it done. But right now it's been a great run. I've been loving every last minute of it, but um, it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, listen, like I said earlier, I mean, I, I don't watch hockey through the season, when the Rangers are in the playoffs and the hockey season starts for me, so it'll be a quick, you know, one and done. I hope that's not the case because I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I, I admit the villain this year. I'm a fair weather Rangers fan. I, I only, I'm only in it when they're in it. So uh, other than that, I really don't watch hockey that much. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I hear enough around here. Hopefully, you know, we can put it together and, and, and get some does. It's all about New York. That's all. That's all it is. Um, Mike, you 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 following any of the hockey? You want to talk any hockey? Yeah, I mean, I look at it a little bit. I saw that uh, Nashville lost their goalie and got embarrassed by the Avalanche, who were the best team in the mm. the league record-wise. So, uh, you know, living in having lived in Nashville, still with the representing the six one five as uh, as serious would say, <laughs> and the five one five as you see now too. But uh, now in living in the Nashville area for 12 years and that being my first adult home, I sort of got to Nashville around the same time that the Predators did. And so mm-hmm. I still kind of follow them and like to sort of see. Um, and, and so I watch a little bit. I, I get so caught up into baseball and then the, and then the, the postseason for basketball that um, it's hard for me to really stop and, and take a look at too much hockey. And I don't really follow too much during the uh, – during the regular season, but I'll follow enough to be able to to speak on it as the as the playoffs unfold. I'm kind of waiting for these first round series to end, and then I'll start kind of watching a little more closely. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm watching baseball right now. Um, you know, Yankees best team in baseball. Uh, book it. Um, told you, <laughs> told you they were going to be good. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's 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 it's. It's t- oh empty netter that's it game, hopefully game over uh, listen I, I hope I hope you know we keep keep it going the the pitching staff looks really good 
Um, but, you know, th- there's a lot of good teams um, in baseball. You know, finally, 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 um, the, the A's in first place playing some good baseball. It's early, but, I mean, listen, 21 and 11, about time, because I want to see Trout in the playoffs. Everybody wants to see Otani as well. So, um, you know, and, and listen, the Twins are in first place, but the Twins are starting to get a rash of injuries, right, TP? I think Correa went on the um, – did he go on the DL today? Or yeah, no, not today. today. It was like IL three or four days right? ago. It was, okay, it was like yeah, a couple so. of days ago. You, 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 <laughs> okay, go ahead, Barry. No, no, he went on the IL officially. They backdated it to Friday, I think it was. But, um, yeah, you know, listen, first place, you know, hopefully they can weather the storm. they got a rash of injuries going on. Um you know, they, they, they're losing right now. I think it's in a rain delay, but you know, hopefully they can pull it together. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like now that it's at the end of the game and the Rangers and the Rangers and Pens want to fight now. Uh, come on, guys. Um, you know, you got to love it. Um, I, I got to get your opinion on this, on, on this boys. Um, Tom Brady has a job as a high-paid player. And now we'll have a job as soon as he finishes playing as a high plate analyst. Uh, never stepped in the booth, but um, Fox is, is showing the money. I wish, I wish, you know, I wish, you know, regular, you know, guys that actually went to school for that got money like that. But hey, what are you gonna do? I think he's gonna make more as an analyst, Tom Brady, uh, for Fox than he did in most of his playing career. Uh, 375 million uh, reasons to take that job as soon as his uh, day job is over. TP, uh, do you care that Tom Brady's going to be an analyst for Fox, or you know, it's just like headlines? It's just it's interesting how all of this is going down. Um, you got uh, Trey Aikman and Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football. You have uh, Drew Brees on Sunday Night Football. You have Tony Robo on CBS. Um, and he'll be the guy for Fox. So it's interesting they got a lot of the big-name quarterbacks that we know from our history uh, to get in there. And I think they said that uh, Tom Brady may end up taking Terry Bradshaw's spot. I think Terry's kind of long in the tooth, and the humor may be gone. So it's going to be interesting to see what Brady does up there. Um, So this is basically letting everybody know that this is the farewell season. So enjoy it while it lasts. If, if you've been waiting for Brady to retire, if you thought he was going to leave last year, this is basically mm-hmm. the icing on the cake. So it depends on what he does this season and what the NFL has ready for him at the end of it, and we'll see from there. But, I'm, I mean, I'm, I do care because uh, it is Brady. I, I do got to respect his greatness and what he does for the game, but not worried about, like, the analytical part. I, I mean, that they're just going to give him something to do on Sundays and – it still is something that a lot of people are worried about. Well, why didn't he go home with his family? He's still going to be out there, you know, calling games, so on and so forth. So it, it isn't about the family ordeal. It's more or less his love for the game and how he's attached to it at the end of the day. I, I got to give Brady a cut. Yeah, I mean, he's going to call games, TP. Like, he's going to call games with Kevin Burkhardt. That's what – that's what they're yeah. saying. I don't. He. I. I don't think he's going to be on the show with, with Bradshaw. He might, you know. But he's calling names like, and, and that's not that's not unheard of. But like before his career is over, to hand, you know, almost a half a billion dollars. Well, at least a quarter, a third of a billion dollars to a guy that's never called the game. I've I've watched 
his show Man in the Arena, it's very good in how he, you know, that he goes through it. But that's a far cry from actually live action calling games. It ain't easy to do. And, you know, and hopefully when it – go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, 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 my bad. You finish. No, I was just going to say, like, hopefully when his, you know, career is finally over, he takes it serious and really, you know, does his homework and, and masters his craft because it ain't easy. I've heard – I've seen plenty of guys try to do it, and they bomb. They've, they've been terrible. So, I mean, Mike, what do you think about Brady heading to the booth after uh, his playing days are done? Well, he sort of upped it. I mean, Drew Brees kind of took some money from NBC before he hung it up, right, as he was kind of right. – uh, Fighting through stuff, and Drew Brees did a decent job last year. Uh, you know, I, I mm-hmm. checked him out a few times. He did some Notre Dame games, and he did. Uh, I think he did the the Thanksgiving night game with the uh, Saints and the Dolphins, and the Saints were atrocious on offense that night. It had to be hard <laughs> to kind of watch. But uh, listen, he did a nice job. I, Brady is a very smart quarterback. He really, really understands the game. Like. Uh, very, very cerebral, if you will, in, in the way he attacks defenses and such. And I feel like that those characteristics can really play well to the booth. I think he easily talks to people. I listen to the interviews that he does on, like, the the Monday night thing with uh, Jim Nance on the pregame show for, like, the Westwood One radio broadcast and such. And okay. then he'll do another little segment at halftime with him. Uh He's got an analytical mind. He understands the game. I think that this is something that will be a natural for him. I think that he will maybe go through some growing pains. But, uh, listen, Tony Romo's pretty good at it. Breeze is good at it. I don't have any reason to be- – and Aikman, Aikman's pretty good at it too. I don't have any reason to believe that that Brady won't be able to do well. Um, however, mm-hmm. I, I think that this is an interesting move for Fox in that you lost – Buck, and you lost eight men, your number one team. Uh, Kevin Burkhardt has been with Fox for a long time, so he get, assumes that sort of number one play-by-play guy for you. And then to have a star like Tom Brady, the most decorated quarterback of all time, uh, you know, joining him in the booth to be your main play-by-play guy, that very much softens the loss of Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Uh, mm-hmm. That very much uh, still gives them some star power in the broadcast booth, and it's, it's a good move for Fox. Uh, you know, I feel like that. Uh, you know, he will have more time with family because he's not having to spend as much time in and out of uh, locker rooms and that kind of thing. But I feel like Tom Brady, much like uh, much like Breeze and much like uh, a couple other guys that have joined these roles, I think they're perfectionists. I think they care a lot about what they do, and. If Brady's not very good at it, I don't think it would be because of a lack of effort. But, um, you know, he's one of those guys that I just believe he can do what he wants and and do well at it. And I think he will uh, at this position. And I think it's uh, it's it's showing our age a little bit when we're looking up and seeing <laughs> guys take over in the booth that we watch play. And these are guys now, boys, that we saw – when they first came in the league anymore. This isn't guys that we saw in the middle of their career when we were kids. These are guys that we saw come into the league after we were grown-ups. And now, uh, you know, we're starting to see them embark on their second career. So welcome to middle age, fellas. 
Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I mean, long long ago, you know, we had like Dan Fouts and Len Len Dawson doing games, and we were like, I never saw that guy play. Now I'm we can look up and say, Yeah, I remember when Troy Aiken was drafted, man. He used to get beat up his first year, one in fifteen. Now, you know, oh God, he's getting old. Um, <laughs> but listen, I, I don't know. TP, I mean, I don't watch the games for the announcers. But I feel like these announcers are worth their money, worth their weight in gold because of what they can bring to the game, their, their name. And, you know, like Tony Romo is really good at what he does. And, like, I think he's made a career out of it. Like, he's a really, he was a really good quarterback, but I think he's an even better analyst just because of the insights and how he sees the game. I mean, do you, do you think these guys are worth that money, like Tom, Troy Aikman and, and Tony Romo and, and company? Well, uh, Romo's done a great job since he's been up there. Uh, Aikman is good at what he does. I think Joe Buck, like, loves the camaraderie that he has with him because he's alongside one of the NFL's uh, best that we at least seen in the 90s. But if you're looking at Romo and the way that he calls plays, just picture what Brady's going to do on Fox if if he does do that type <laughs> of commentator. I think he more or less will be at the desk. I don't think he'll be going to, like, different stadiums calling games. I think he's too big of a personality for that. And Brady speaks clean, so it ain't like he gets hung up on words or things like that. So he knows how to communicate. He's communicated on all different levels, even with the president and so on and so forth. So I'm not worried about how he addresses the media or cameras or anybody. I I think Brady might do better than Romo if, if he's the GOAT and Romo don't hold a candle to him in quarterback plays like doesn't matter what Brady's going to do in plays he's going to be able to point stuff out how many blitzes has he seen how many safeties did he make drop back how many corners called him out he burned them like so just imagine what Brady's going to do in front of a teleprompter I can just imagine what it's going to look like if Brady sounds bad then it's egg on my face but I I think he's going to probably sound I think he I think it'll be way bigger than what Romo's bringing to the table so we'll see it's gonna we have at least two years before we see that happen yeah I mean listen he the, the CEO, Murdoch, said he will be calling games. And, you know, he'll be an ambassador. He'll be running around representing Fox Sports and all that kind of stuff. But he will be playing, calling call play-by-play. Like, it's, so it's on. Like, and it'll be interesting. Like, you're right. Like, Romo is great. Tom Brady has a wealth of knowledge as long as he's been there. And he has such a perspective being – such an underdog, in, in, you know, in his career, you know, barely playing at Michigan, getting drafted in the sixth round. We all know his story. So he brings a unique perspective. It's going to be fun to hear, and I think he'll succeed. I think he'll do just fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything – I mean, anything anybody wants to talk about? I mean, you know, you know, you got basketball, baseball is hot, hockey, I mean, whatever. I mean, TP, anything you want to put on the grill before we close up shop? Um, just the the Rangers took care of business and finished that game up five three up against the Penguins. Um, I just got my fingers mm-hmm. crossed, hoping that they pull it out in Pittsburgh. Gotta be huge. Um, the Grizzlies are up ten at this point in time. I don't know if they hang on to the lead or if Steph starts to cook or whatever. But hopefully they can do it, man. Make this a series because uh, Jaws had an MVP like season, and I don't want to see it end with him without him even getting another play. Like we're not even getting to see him do the gritty or nothing like that out on the floor. So it's unfortunate that that injury happened out there in Golden State. Um, but this, this is bad that Memphis is going out like this. So hopefully they can win this game, try to get them back out there for game six and make something happen in California. 
but I, I doubt it. I feel like this is an uphill battle uh, without one of the league's best guards. Yeah, absolutely. Can you do the gritty? Can you? I can't. I, I, I don't even bother. I watch people do it. You know, I, I can't. I can't do it at all. Yeah, um, yeah I can. And, um, I just got news. The Rangers won that game, and Sidney Crosby got injured. So I want to know the, the situation ooh. of how bad the injury may have happened. Um, yeah, this is big. Sid, the kid is injured. I don't know if he's out for a good duration of time or if this just was a, the rest of the game injury. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you for that. That's good to know. Um, hopefully he's all right, but you know, not not for the series. The Blue Shirts got to get it done. The Blue Shirts got to get it done. But Mike, I mean, you know, anything you want to throw in a grill, like we're gonna get out of here real soon. If you want to just close us out, close us out, and we get out of here, bro. Okay, so uh, really quickly, big ups to uh, Reed Detmers, 22-year-old kid, only his 11th uh, career start with a no-hitter yesterday uh, for the yeah. Angels. So, uh, that, I mean, listen, that's a cool. That's the first uh, one uh, no-hitter thrown by one person this year. The Mets had one with multiple guys um, earlier this mm-hmm. season. But uh, big for him. I mean, listen, if that guy can continue to develop and they can uh, develop any pitching behind Otani and Syndergaard, and somehow they can keep Thor healthy. Uh, this is going to be a tough team to match up with. I mean, right now all the success is on the coasts um, with baseball. Uh, L.A. and New York are, are where it's at right now. So uh, good on them. And listen, as a closeout, I want to uh, give much love and respect to my brother T.P. Without him, I wouldn't be here. Uh, very much always enjoy doing a show with you as well. Uh, villain, much respect. Check out uh, Sports City Chefs. Check out the blog, the websites, everything we do. Thanks to PHI Apparel for uh, sponsoring us. Uh, use that uh, code CHEFS at checkout and save your, uh, what is it, 15%, Barry? I think. Uh, 15%, off on that. So, 15%. Yeah, 15% at checkout to phiapparel.co. Uh, check that out. Check out the barbershop. Uh, lots of uh, good talk, uh, sports related, hip hop related, culture. Uh, all kinds of comfortable and uncomfortable conversations. Very much a, uh, very much a community in the barber shop. And like I said, come hang out for a while with us, or just check us out if you're driving from one place to another. Uh, if there's breaking news to be, uh, to be talked about in the sporting world, it's very uh, likely to come out in the barber shop. So uh, come join us. Continue to be part of our uh, thriving community on Clubhouse. And listen, man, as we say in Louisiana, bro, laissez les bon temps rouler. And uh, I'll be talking to you guys on. Sunday morning with the brunch, me and TP are holding it down on Sunday mornings, right, T? That's the truth, Lee. That's the truth, Lee. Um, hope, you know, we'll, see, we'll see how I, I, I do. I don't know if I can make it in there. But I, I do want to say uh, RIP, rest in peace, Bob Lanier, uh, Hall of Fame um, basketball player, uh, passed away uh, Tuesday with the illness. So I did, definitely did want to get that out. Um, he passed away yesterday, 73 years old, uh, you know, Getting to that age when we start taking away more than um, more than they give us. So um, you know, prayers to his family. You know, go, you know, illnesses going around. You know, I got it going on in my family too. So it's always you know something that you know weighs heavy. But you know, we just keep on stri- striving and, and, and keep pushing forward. So um, listen, um, great show. Thanks guys for coming in. TP um, host host with the most. Uh, love doing the show with you. Um, you know, listen, get get out there, watch the games. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, I'm going to watch a little bit of this uh, Warriors game before I got to go to bed. I uh, got to get up early in the morning. Wife's got another surgery, so um, prayers up for her. Love her to death. But, uh, you know, listen, we got a lot to do, man. A lot, lot going on. And, and my, my son's team is 3-0. and So, 3-0. and You know, we, we win it. We win in game. So, TP, get us out of here, man. Give us a shout, bro. Good enjoy the family, Nikki. You stay strong. I got you. I got to come up there and make you laugh because Barry been pissing me off like crazy. So I, I don't know. I, I think I got to come up there and, and have a, like a, a a wrestling match. You know, WWE. I'm gonna put the the knee pads on and go crazy. Rich Flair slap him on the chest and scream. Woo. Okay. But um, yeah, we got basketball <laughs> on right now for the rest of the night. Um, sport frenzy. Everything you got. NHL playoff. MLB going crazy. Uh, getting ready to get to these conference finals in the NBA. Uh, NFL talk still relevant. I got to actually worry about the dog on Lions. Like, I, I didn't even – I forgot that there was a player on the Lions that got hurt in the beginning of the season. His name is Quintess Cephas. That makes it six receivers. I thought it was five receivers. The Lions have a total of six receivers that they have fighting for positions right now. And it just Ooh. makes it even more of a head scratcher that this is what was – What's on on the brink of this year that we got that much going on? I'll tell you, sports is at an all time high, and I love every last minute of it. Um, X A, I'm coming out there to see y'all because I, I got a I got a rough barrier, but enough is enough. I, I had it. I got to talk. <laughs> I got to tell them how I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Yeah.